heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guy, is presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Monday, March 8th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, uh, we are all uh, reunited here and back on this Monday edition of the show. Six games in NHL action tonight. We'll break them all down as usual. Uh, before we begin, a lighter card allows us some time and a little opportunity to look back on the weekend that was in the NHL. Uh, we were talking off air before the show, Alex B. Smith and myself, how Chicago, you know, loses two or three to Tampa Bay, but boy, gave the Lightning everything they could handle. Uh, and then some, I think you've got to be encouraged from that standpoint if you're the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, unfortunately, you just can't stay in the penalty box for pretty much the entire second period and third period like the Blackhawks did on Sunday uh, against a team as good as Tampa Bay uh, and be able to get away with it. Uh, it really allowed Tampa to get traction and get back into that game, uh, and they erase a 3 nothing deficit with six unanswered goals to get the 6-3 uh, to three victory uh, over the Blackhawks. Uh, Chicago, though, right in every game, I think it's encouraging. But again, I think they're trying to use that those games as a measuring stick, but they are not quite where Tampa is, where Florida is, Carolina, uh, those top teams in the division. Uh, we kind of saw that. The Sabres yesterday, uh, they lose once again to the New York Islanders. Uh, no surprise there as their season from hell uh, continues. Uh, the Washington Capitals, you know, following that, Really rough night in front uh, in Boston on Friday in that very physical uh, game filled with a lot of animosity. Uh, the Capitals able to bounce back and take down the Philadelphia Flyers last night. Of course, the game that Jimmy was covering a lot as he uh, covers the Bruins on a daily basis, the New Jersey Devils, and more woes for the Bruins against the Devils. They struggle with New Jersey. They've had a tough time with the Devils all year, uh, and they did again yesterday. A one nothing shutout loss. Scott Wedgwood, outstanding. Uh, in a backup role for the Devils in net for them yesterday. And the Bruins having some issues, as Jimmy said on Twitter yesterday, beating some of the worst teams uh, in the NHL uh, this season. They sort of play down to their opponent and their competition at times. Kind of saw that. They were coming off like that Liverpool. emotional power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of like that, that emotional powder keg, powder keg that they had Friday night against Washington. I think maybe a little listless coming off that game Friday night. Uh, but credit to New Jersey. They needed a win in the worst way, and they got off the schneid. 
uh, Ottawa upsetting Calgary. Clearly, the uh, Daryl Sutter uh, situation hasn't taken hold. I said on the show, people are rushing to bet Calgary with the new coaching angle, and they don't even realize that he's not even with the team yet. Hasn't even been able to join the organization yet in person because of quarantining and COVID-19 protocol. He's actually not joining the team till Tuesday, and they're still kind of playing like Jeff Ward's the head coach still, this Calgary team. They lose back-to-back over the weekend against Edmonton and Ottawa. Their struggles continue, and now Daryl Sutter coming on board later this week. They're going to have to hope uh, it's the magical elixir that can turn things around for the Calgary Flames. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you with some thoughts from the weekend that was in the National Hockey League. Yeah, like I said, we, you know, we were talking about the Hawks uh, off air earlier, and like I said, you know, it, it's unfortunate for them to lose the way that they did last game, uh, you know, that afternoon spot. And like I said, when you give up a ton of penalties to a Tampa Bay team, uh, they're going to bury you for it. And sure enough, you know, like to the tune of four power play goals, six unanswered in total. That, that's a bad loss, but this is not a wasn't a bad weekend for the Hawks. They played tough uh, in, in all three of those games, and they were able to actually get two points in, in one. So the fact that, you know, you're doing that, and like I said, this this Hawks team, uh, they've outkicked their coverage, you know, by a, a mile uh, so far this season. They're not going to beat teams like Tampa Bay if they were to go into a seven-game playoff series. Teams like uh, Florida or Carolina, they would struggle against. They're right where they're supposed to be. They're that team right in that middle, that third, fourth uh, pairing. They're playing better than Columbus, playing better than Nashville, playing better than Detroit. Uh, you know, and Dallas is still kind of hanging in on the fringe. So, you know, can't take that, uh, you know, just you got to look at it for what it is. You know, and, and like I said, they move forward uh, and, and continue their pace We're looking forward to the future. So, uh, like I said, not a big knock on them overall. Uh, just looking at some of these other spots, too, like you mentioned, uh, you know, the games over the weekend, especially with, with you know, Calgary. Like I said, you know, got to wait and see until Sutter actually gets there to implement things before. Uh, looking to either bet on or bet against, but I still think this may not be a team to bet on right away. Uh, once he gets there, I don't think that first game is going to really get the momentum. This is just a bad Calgary team right now that uh, the coaching may not be all the changes that need to be done. And that's the thing you're basing on an uptick based on Sutter's arrival because of the fact he did it with LA. The Kings got immediately better and they got on this red hot torrid stretch of hockey. The moment he got there, does that mean it happens here in Calgary? I don't know. There's still some – the problems I have with the way the defense is playing. Um, Jacob Markstrom being back helps, although uh, he was left abandoned a little bit by that Calgary defense in front of him last night. Uh, they're star players, Goudreau, Monaghan. One game they're great. The next game you can't find them with a telescope. So uh, it's one of those issues that Calgary has, and they're going to have to solve it. And I think their team defense is where their problems have started this year. I think that's where their biggest issue has been. What's happened to this foundation of defense from the uh, Calgary Flames? And to your point, Alex, Chicago, yes, it was a, a tough game yesterday, but the game moment, momentum-wise, it totally shifted on the five-minute major penalty to Connor Murphy. You know, the game misconduct, and he's one of the, he's actually a defenseman that's played well for them. The hit on Eric Chernak, Bruins fans thinking, where the hell was that five-minute call on Wilson uh, Friday night? in the game against uh, the Capitals. But uh, nevertheless, it was called Sunday against Connor Murphy, and uh, Tampa Bay definitely took advantage of that. Blackhawks a D-man short uh, for the rest of that game. Jimmy, uh, what do you think about the weekend that was? Yeah, guys, it, it was a hell of a weekend hockey-wise, uh, trying to keep up with everything. Uh, obviously, I got a little busy uh, with the Tom Wilson hit on Brandon Carlo there. Uh, that just uh, blew up, obviously, on social media, and then we had to write up a lot on that. Um, 
look, you know, as I was saying, you got just to, to stay with that hit there. Is, I, I think the suspension is uh, deserved. And for those saying that he should have got more, I think you're forgetting that we're in a shortened season here. So I look at seven games more as like 12 to 13 in a regular season. That's the way I kind of view it. So I actually thought they nailed it. I, I thought they did a great job. And compared to what we were hearing uh, on Twitter from, you know, some pretty connected insiders, uh, namely Frank Saravelli, um, it, you know, kind of painting a picture like they, it was almost immediately there was this there was this picture being painted there's nothing coming from this this will not be a suspension won't even be reviewed now you know i don't know saravelli look i like him i respect him he's he's the head of our chapter our writer's chapter across the league here he does a great job but um you know it, it seemed to me maybe he was trying to buy some favors with uh wilson's agent or agency which is the biggest one out there newport agency newport sports um you know, because he kept going on Saturday about it, even after all the different views were were available and you could clearly see that the head was impacted there and that it was a dirty, cheap shot. Saravelli's still doubling down, uh, wanting to die on a hill that just didn't look like a good hill to die on. So uh, he's been kind of quiet since that suspension came down. But anyhow, uh, we'll move on. But I mean, I, I think, you know, like I said to you guys, Keep an eye on Trent Frederick going forward. I know he's been uh, he's been fun to watch, and he's been a, a you know an infusion of uh, toughness and agitating uh, for the Bruins. And you know if you like that kind of hockey for any hockey fan, but at the same time he's a rookie and he's got to know his place. And I had said to somebody last week when he was going at it with Ovechkin and Ovechkin speared him in the nuts, I said, "Look, man, he deserved it." Sorry, I, I don't think it's right, but that's the way the NHL works. You, if you're a rookie, you you got to know your place. You can come in there and you can show that you're tough and good on him answering the bell to fight all the time. But at the same time, when he answers that bell and they can't hurt him that way, they're going to go after one of the Bruins star players or the opponent's star players. Uh, when you go after your, our captain, our star player, Alexander Ovechkin, I'm the Capitals, yeah, you knew Tom. He was clear. He was headhunting out there. He was looking for something. He looking for somebody to destroy, and he did it. And I kind of put that blame. I'm not excusing Tom Wilson by any means. I'm not justifying it. But I think there's some indirect blame on Trent Frederick. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see if he changes his style going forward. As for the other games, guys, just some great games. I want to say the Vancouver Canucks right now aren't getting enough credit for what they did over the weekend or, you know, Thursday into the weekend, sweeping the Vancouver, I mean, sweeping the Toronto Maple Leafs. Everybody's talking about the Leafs losing and overreacting about that. How about you give the, the Canucks some credit? And furthermore, Thatcher Demko, who I think is finally starting to find his groove for the Vancouver Canucks. Even in some losses recently, he's been tough. I think that's his team now. Uh, so he'll be interesting to watch going forward. They defended the Toronto Maple Leafs better than the Edmonton Oilers did. If you watch yeah. those games, you'll see there were tighter gaps you know, in the neutral zone, the back checking and the back pressure from the forwards was much more prevalent from the Canucks than it was from the Oilers. And that's kind of an indictment on Edmonton. And, you know, back checking is all about mm -hmm. effort and will yeah. and want to. And the Oilers didn't have enough of that. In you got to have five-man defensive unit on board in symmetry, in harmony, if you're going to defend the talent and skill and uber abilities of Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Willie Nylander, Tavares, and that and that incredibly loaded Leaf offense. And yeah. the Canucks showed you a better ability to commit on the defensive end of the ice than the Oilers did. And sure enough, yeah. they, they – and this was a Vancouver team, Jimmy and Alex. Let's not forget. 
their defense was a mess early in the season. Yeah. If you remember, they were terrible in their own end. Yeah. They had Edler out. They had, you know, Ben was missing early in the season. Another Jordy Ben, another veteran defenseman for them. They had lost Tanev. They're adjusting to life without Jacob Markstrom uh, in net anymore now that he's in Calgary. And that team just couldn't keep the puck out of their own net. And they were just, it was a fire drill consistently in the Vancouver defensive zone. To see mm -hmm. them go from how they played in the first week or two defensively in the season to what they did against Toronto uh, in back-to-back -back games, it was extremely impressive. Uh, the entire group and the forwards were back-checking. You're seeing Vertanen and even Besser. And Horvat, of course, is a two-way player. But even uh, their skill guys, JT Miller, played an outstanding two-way game, both of those games against the Leafs. So, Keep an eye on Vancouver. And if you look back, be, even prior to the two wins against Toronto, guys, Travis Green was telling everybody that would listen, everyone within earshot of him at these press conferences, that he liked his team's game for the last week or two, that he liked the way the team was playing. We were taking the play to the team. We were getting chances. Mm -hmm. We were being better defensively. Unfortunately, a couple bad breaks. The puck's still going in a bit too much. But we like the offense we generated. Maybe the puck not going in it quite enough for us. And you still lost some games that maybe you deserved a better fade in. You're starting to get rewarded now. Three and one in their last four games. And all three wins were with Thatcher Demko in net. The one loss was the second game against Winnipeg where Braden Holtby was in net and quite frankly wasn't very good yeah, in that game for the Canucks. Yeah, you, you did. I mean, <laughs> I'm being kinder <laughs> than you are there with that. But I'll get right to he it. was not good. <laughs> yeah, he was not good in that game. Uh, at all again. And Braden Holtby may not see the net anytime soon again, unless it's a back-to-back, -back because I think yeah. Thatcher Demko, and that's what makes Vancouver dangerous. He's back in that zone. He's back in the bubble Demko zone. Remember when he almost yeah. stole the series single-handedly against the Vegas Golden Knights last year and came in for an injured Markstrom? I mean, that's where, that's the level he's played at the last three games. Shutting out the Jets, shutting down the Leafs and back-to-back -back wins, two great offensive teams. Demko's in a zone. Could make Vancouver dangerous in the short term. Yeah, and could make the unders attractable with uh, attractive with the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, you, I think that's a great point by you. And don't expect Holtby in there again because what do you have to lose to just ride Demko right now? Because you know, you look at it, you have a very slim chance of making the playoffs. But with that slim chance, you've got to ride your hot goaltender. But even if you don't make the playoffs, you're going to give him a wealth of experience. Let ride him. See how he handles really a large workload like that let's say seven to eight games in a row or something, even maybe 10, see how he handles it. And, you know, at least going forward to next season, you've learned more about the future of your goaltending. Uh, whereas if you kind of scramble and you throw Holpe in here and there, and that you could screw up this season and next. So I, I think it's a great idea by you there to just ride him going here, going forward. Yeah, no doubt. Alex, final words, and then we'll get to Monday's card. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, you know, this would be a, a good time to give, uh, Demko, like I said, a, a big you know stretch of workload here uh, because, like I said, you, you really much, don't have much to lose as far as the season's concerned. This is kind of a, a grooming period. And that's what the you know now we've gotten to the official halfway point for the majority of teams you know play, about to play the twenty fifth, twenty fifth game, six games of the season. Uh, teams have to really kind of make that you know mark of okay, are we a contender or are we you know building for the future? So little moves like that uh, for those teams that aren't going to be true contenders. Uh, we, you know, we need to see some of those starts to take place in the next week you know, to two weeks. No doubt. Uh, good yeah. stuff, uh, guys. A great uh, rundown of the weekend that was. It's time now to move forward and look ahead to Monday's card. Six games. We'll start with what could be the game of the night. Uh, this should be good. I mean, these are two teams feeling it right now, playing great hockey. They've already played each other twice last week. 
And now they'll go head to head one more time here in Minnesota, Vegas, Golden Knights, Minnesota, wild Vegas, minus minus one twenty. road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the over in this one, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, not an easy team to bet against. I fully acknowledge that, uh, they beat Minnesota back to back last week in Vegas, Minnesota, should have won the first of the two meetings. They're up 4-2 going into the third period. Vegas pulls a third period rally to tie the game, uh, and then they win in overtime 5-4. And I said after that game when we previewed the second matchup, Minnesota let that first game slip away. I don't know if they'll get the second, and sure enough, they didn't. Vegas, uh, much better start to finish for the full 60 minutes, uh, and they were able to get the uh, 5-1 victory uh, over uh, the Minnesota Wild uh, in the second game between the two teams. And then, of course, San Jose, Vegas taking care of business against an awful Sharks team. Uh, what else is new there? Uh, they swept back-to-back games against San Jose following that. So the Golden Knights are just playing phenomenal hockey. It's not an easy team to go against, 7-2-1 uh, and one on the season. But let's not forget, here's the uh, Vegas Golden – or the the, the or 8-2, I should say, Minnesota Wild, 7-2-1 and one going into this game, playing very good hockey as well. Uh, and the Minnesota Wild are getting – Kirill Kaprizov, outstanding. Fiala, Eric Sinek, Matt Zuccarello. This is the guy to watch out for right now. He's healthy. Remember, he's been injured beyond belief at the end of his stint with the Rangers and when he was with Dallas. He just couldn't stay on the ice, consistently got hurt. But now he's healthy here in Minnesota, finally uh, staying on the ice, playing game to game, avoiding injuries, and producing offensively for this Minnesota Wild team. And Vegas could be a little depleted tonight. Uh, we're hearing Mark Stone's a game-time decision. Alex Petrangelo on the blue line may not play. They're both game-time decisions for the Golden Knights tonight. Minnesota back home. Dean Evison said the team ran out of gas the second game against Arizona. They got up to an early lead and then five unanswered goals for the Arizona Coyotes. Said we just ran out of gas at the end of a long road trip. He did the right thing. Gave Minnesota the day off yesterday. No practice, nothing. Relax, conserve your energy, get your stamina back, get ready for this big game tonight. I think we get a huge effort from Minnesota tonight, and I don't like betting against Vegas, but I'm doing so here with Minnesota as a slight home dog, plus 105, plus 100 in that range. And I'm also going to go over the total. Minnesota's been just trending over a lot lately. Vegas, I think, will find the back of the net. They've, their offense has been in good form lately as well. Minnesota scoring goals. It's going to be Kakinen and Flurry, likely the two goalies. Kakinen definitely start uh, confirmed for Minnesota. Expect it to be Flurry for Vegas, but I still think we can get over that five and a half, a modest total, and both of these teams in good offensive form. So I like Minnesota and I like the over as well. Alex, what's your thoughts? Golden Knights and Wild. Yeah, it's just a lean with the over for me uh, with that five and a half. Like I said, the fact with no Stone and Petrangelo, that's going to be. Uh, those would be two big pieces missing for a Vegas that could hamper them more offensively. So uh, it's just a lean on the set, on that total. But for the side, I already played uh, Minnesota at even money uh, on the money line here. Like I said, I think this is a good spot for them to kind of bounce back. Like I said, you know, refuel and refocus after uh, that Washington game or the Arizona game, I should say. They had the first two goals and then everything just went downhill after the, uh, the first period of play. So I think they'll be able to bounce back well. We saw them play. Uh, tough in those two games against Vegas, uh, you know, and the Knights are just a, a better team at home more often than not, and where the Wilder, a team that usually plays better at home. So I think we see the effort and energy here. I like Minnesota to win tonight. All right. Also liking Minnesota here at the uh, small home underdog price. Jimmy, what do you think here? Vegas, Minnesota. 
I'm with you guys. Give me the Minnesota Wild in regulation. Um, I, I think especially after that last game, like you guys are saying, I mean, they know they let that slip away. Uh, they're going to want a little redemption. This this is a good Minnesota team. Uh, you know, Alex is honest, and obviously Terry Edelman there in our chat room. Uh, I'm, I'm buying in on these guys now, and they're going to be fun to watch down the stretch. All right, so Minnesota in regulation, which you can get close to plus 200 with that. Uh, on the wild here in this game. So very good price there. By the way, the Minnesota, uh, and we had a guest on our show, Ice King Bets on Twitter. It, very good in terms of, you know, he incorporates a lot of the analytics and the uh, advanced numbers. If you talk about a team that's looking good with advanced numbers, Minnesota, I mean, my goodness, my goodness very impressed. Uh, you know, their expected goal margin is 21.68 to 18.63. That's very impressive. That's near the tops in the league. High danger chances, 101.4. 83 against that's a plus 18 margin in that category for the Minnesota wild. Whereas you look at the Vegas Golden Knights, they're only plus two in that category. They've only garnered two high danger chances more than they've allowed. So uh, really uh, it tells you Minnesota's played good hockey. Now the thing is with Vegas, the caveat is Mark Andre Fleury's in net for them and he's been brilliant. So he can, if, if you give up a few high danger chances, but a few more than your opponent, who the hell cares? You've got your goalie back there that's playing out a terrific hockey and bailing you out when you give up those chances. And we're seeing that right now with Vegas. But uh, I do think this is a great home run spot for Minnesota. They're back home. They got the rest yesterday, didn't, you know, day off following the trip and double revenge for the two losses last week to Vegas. Uh, I think it does set up well for the Wild. We'll see if they can get it done. Uh, here uh, in this game tonight. All right, uh, next game up on the uh, slate here. Uh, let me just uh, see. Lost my uh, rotation. Um, you, Alex, do you have the next game on the rotation? My rotation is screen is missing. It'd be uh, Ottawa and Edmonton. There we go. Thank you very much. I'll get it back for the next one. Ottawa, Edmonton. There we go. Uh, Edmonton around a minus 240 favorite. See, I'm doing this all in my head right now. Minus 240 favorite in that range, Edmonton. Total six and a half here. Um, Really tough spot for Ottawa. Give them credit. Uh, they, they squeaked out a, a overtime win. They coughed up the lead, uh, won the game in a shootout 4-3 uh, against the struggling Calgary Flames. Ottawa's work ethic, it's not pretty. You know, they'll blow leads. They'll have, you know, give up some bad, uh, too many good chances in their own zone. Uh, but they work hard. They've got enough offensive capabilities up front with uh, Batherson playing well, Stutzla playing well, Brady Kachuk uh, and company. Uh, they're not a, they're not an easy out, you know, on a nightly basis. Ottawa's bringing it here, but from a scheduling standpoint, it's a little bit of a tough spot for them. Second of back-to-back games, Edmonton rested following the overtime win against Calgary uh, in the Battle of Alberta. Now, normally you'll beat your rival Calgary in the Battle of Alberta. You think maybe a hangover, a flat spot next time out. I don't think so for Edmonton. I think they're still steamed uh, about you know, losing three straight to the Toronto Maple Leafs and kind of getting shellacked and kind of humiliated in those three games. Uh, I think they don't look past Ottawa. I think they bring it here. I would lean a little to Edmonton on the puck line, but I don't love it. And I'm definitely not betting it now that I know Miko Koskinen uh, is in net for the Oilers. That bothers me. He hasn't played very well in the recent times. He's been uh, in between the pipes. Most of the time, it's been Mike Smith giving Edmonton uh, the best chance to win. Not so much Miko Koskinen. So it actually has me shifting gears from Edmonton puck line to betting this game over six and a half. I, I think that makes a little bit of sense here. I could see the Ottawa fatigue on defense on the second of back-to-backs. 
Edmonton finally having a break. They're due for a breakout offensive game. This could be the night against this Ottawa defense. Still shaky goaltending. It may not be Murray after he played tonight. We'll have to wait and see on that. And it could be Joey Decord again because I don't think Marcus Hogberg is going to be ready to come back anytime soon. So I think it's a night where Edmonton can find the back of the net. Maybe you look team total over on the Oilers as well. Uh, but I'm going to go with the full game over here, six and a half, especially with Koskinen and net. I think I've shifted to the total now with that announcement. He's just not playing uh, as good right now as Mike Smith for this Edmonton team. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Senators, Oilers. Yeah, I like this over, but I would. This is one I would probably wait uh, until end game to get a hold of. Probably after that first five minute mark, if there's no one scored, we'll be able to get a you know a five and a half or a six even at, at a better price. So uh, that's the way I would look to adjust that. But like you said, this is a, you know Ottawa team. Okay, they played Calgary well, but they still have struggled against uh, other teams in the division. Like you said, with Edmonton, uh, you know, want to wrap up this three, the rest of this homestand uh, with some wins after you said losing three straight to Toronto. Then picking up the win against the rivals in Calgary, they want to keep that momentum uh, moving forward. So I think they're going to come out, you know, uh, really hot in the series. And I think, you know, Edmonton would be the side I look at. But like I said, either team total uh, would be the cheapest option for anything Oilers related, or to play this total in game live and get a better price. I definitely think. Look, think about it this way: if you think Edmonton's going to have a breakout offensive game, and and maybe win the game, but at least score goals. Don't lay minus 240 with them on the money line. Take their team total over, lay a much better price, and don't worry or sweat about what Miko Koskinen does against the Ottawa Senators. That's the way you approach it. It's just the much higher percentage, the much stronger positive expectation wager. Edmonton team total over, not the money line, not the puck line, because I think it's rolling the dice thinking about or hoping Miko Koskinen's on top of his game because he hasn't been uh, in recent games for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. What do you think here, Jimmy, Edmonton, Ottawa? I think you're all sleeping on my boy Joey Decord. That's what I think. I think that they, I don't think they're ever going to go back to that other backup there in Ottawa. I, I think this kid's securing his spot as we as we watch here. I, I, I'm going to go under on this, and I'm taking the Ottawa Senators. All right, he believes in Joey Decord, who was actually pretty solid uh, in his one start against Montreal. Uh, Montreal I, I mean, was really good, actually, in that Yeah, game. I mean, if not for good Branson having a complete brain fart and taking that penalty as Montreal scored, and then, you know, the Habs get their second goal right away after that in the power play, it could have been a whole different game. He did his job, and I think he's going to do it again tonight. Uh, I don't like the direct – I don't like the looks of Edmonton lately either, so I think they're in for a little slide here. All right, so back-to-back, back, maybe Joey Decord in net, which would only be his second start, and he's facing, you know, when they're on their game, a very high-powered Edmonton team, but no mind, says Jimmy. Take him, hey, plus 200. It's a gut feeling, sure. man. I like, And the gut feels have worked sometimes. There was a gut feel yeah. from a certain Jimmy Murphy that uh, Colorado, you know, there's a bad feeling that they might lose to San Jose that one night, and sure enough, they did. That was Last that game Monday. they lost 6-2. to two. Yep. Yeah, so we'll, we'll call it the Monday Jimmy gut feel. There we go. <laughs> this is the yeah Jimmy Gutfield. It's Jimmy. Yeah. It's not Jimmy Puckline on a Monday Ice Guys show. It's Jimmy Gutfield. There we go. Jimmy Gutfield came in last week. Remember, he said he was worried. Colorado against San Jose, laying the big number, and sure enough, San Jose won six two. So this is Jimmy Gutfield tonight. Take Ottawa plus two hundred uh, in this game, and he also likes Joey Decord to show up and help the game stay under. Uh, the total uh, you can get under six and a half here, minus one ten. All right, next game Arizona. Colorado, we've got uh, the Avalanche minus 175 home favorites, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under. 
Now, I did bet already the Colorado puck line, which is minus one and a half, plus 145. I like the idea of always uh, backing this team off a loss. And, of course, they coughed up a late lead against Anaheim of all teams and were the, uh, on the losing end of seeing Anaheim snap their ugly losing streak the other night uh, against this Colorado team. Uh, so, to me, this is a situation where uh, I think you're going to see Colorado bounce back and play a lot better, but still shorthanded. I mean, there were some at least some hope and some expectations just about 24 hours ago that Colorado could get McKinnon back and both of their key cogs on the blue line, Kale McCarr and Bowen Byram back from injury. It, as of right now, it doesn't look like they're going to get any of those guys back tonight uh, for this game against Arizona. So that kind of takes some of the uh, enthusiasm that I have uh, for uh, backing Colorado here. Uh, but to me, I do like this spot for them. Grubauer will be back in net. Uh, it was Hunter Miska, of course, for the uh, second game against Anaheim. Uh, I think you're going to see uh, Colorado play better. I think you'll see them play good defensively. The under does make sense in this game. Arizona, I know they're back. Uh, they're off the nice comeback win against Minnesota uh, on Saturday. But I think that was more of a product of Minnesota kind of, you know, losing their legs a little bit. They talked about it. They uh, hit, hit a wall a bit and got a little uh, fatigue set into their, their game uh, on Saturday night. I think this is a spot where you're going to see maybe Colorado uh, be able to jump on this Arizona team, which is still not playing consistent hockey game to game. And their offense has been uh, uh, come and go throughout the course of the season as well. And to be honest with you, I don't think the uh, goaltending from the uh, Ronta uh, and uh, Kemper combo uh, has been quite as good as it's been uh, in years past, particularly last year. So uh, again, the injuries basically keep this a smaller opinion now for me, but I still like it enough to bet it if you're small anyway with Colorado puck line minus one and a half plus 145. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here? Coyotes avalanche. Yeah, I'm staying away from the side. I, if anything, I would lean towards the underdog here with Arizona because of the fact that Colorado still missing those key players. He said McKinnon and McCarr and Byram. Those are, you know, three key pieces for them to, uh, they're going to need them, you know, moving down the stretch to get ready for the playoff run for sure. But this is a, a spot here where uh, they you know played well the last two games against Arizona when they were in Glendale, uh, but they're coming off of, of a loss you know that, that was a pretty tough loss for them uh, in overtime against Anaheim. So I expect to see you know a good effort from Colorado, but I think Arizona will be able to hang around in this one as well. So uh, it's going to be a tightly contested game. I might look at the first period under. We've seen this cash in 12 straight games for Colorado right now, and you're only laying a dollar 20 for the under one and a half goals. So that's something I would probably be leaning with to take a shot with if anything in this game. Yeah, Alex is definitely someone that monitors first period totals trends, and that's that's a that's a doozy right there. Uh, Colorado twelve straight unders in the first period, so uh, maybe something to look toward here tonight. An under in the first period with the Coyotes and Avs. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here about this matchup, Arizona Colorado? I'm gonna ride Alex's coattails and do the same thing here because he has been on fire with that, as have the Avalanche. So uh, give me that as well. All right, liking that first period under as well, Arizona-Colorado. Next game on the uh, card, we've got uh, the Montreal Canadiens and the Vancouver Canucks. Montreal minus 150, road favorites, total six, shaded to the over here. Montreal, was that the wake-up call? Was that the light switch turning on for the Montreal Canadiens Saturday night? Because that was damn impressive to not only beat Winnipeg and beat them down like that, chase Connor Hellebuck from the game uh, and, and win in dominant fashion uh, on Saturday. I got to admit, I was impressed. And 
probably the best game Montreal's played, certainly since Dominic Ducharme came on board uh, as the head coach of this team. Seven to one drubbing uh, over the Winnipeg Jets. They had lost six to seven before that onslaught uh, over Winnipeg. And what do you know? Um, all of a sudden, Philip Deneau, Brendan Gallagher, and Thomas Tatar, that line clicked and clicked in a big way uh, uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens in that game. Two goals for Brendan Gallagher. Uh, Jeff Petrie got back on the scoreboard. Uh, it was good to see for Deneau that his line was that good in that game because it's been a very rough season. He's getting a lot of criticism for the lack of production, particularly from him this season for Montreal. Josh Anderson comes back from injury. Saturday night against Montreal and right away uh, scores a goal in that win against the uh, Jets. And uh, how good has he been? I mean, what, where would Montreal be? Think about the struggles they had for a few weeks here and where would they be without Josh Anderson or Tyler Toffoli for that matter? Uh, two guys they acquired in the off season. So, and both of them scored in the victory uh, against uh, the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday. So now they go out West, start a road trip. Normally I like backing teams at the start of a road trip, like Montreal's on. And I like backing teams that snap a losing streak, start to feel good, get some confidence back. But the other team they're playing tonight's feeling some confidence right now too, the Vancouver Canucks. They should be, and of course they are, after beating the Toronto Maple Leafs that looked impenetrable against Edmonton. And Vancouver says, no, incorrect, very penetrable, as they beat the Canucks two straight at home. Look, they checked Toronto very well. We talked about it earlier in this show when we recapped the weekend. The defensive game for the Canucks has been much stronger, much tighter uh, in recent games. Travis Green's talked about that, and they're finally seeing it uh, get the results and it paying off in wins for them. And Thatcher Demko, they are riding him now that he has found it. He, he has been awesome in his last three starts, shutting out the Jets, shutting down the Leafs in back-to-back games. Two of the better offensive teams in the NHL. He, of course, is back in net tonight. I'm not going against Vancouver right now. So these are two teams that I am not in a rush to play against tonight in this spot. So it's a pass for me, but a game I'm very much interested to watch with two teams that have finally got a little bit of positive vibes going into this matchup tonight. Alex, what do you think here? Habs Canucks. Yeah, this is a game. I like the regulation draw here. You can find it anywhere between plus 325 to as high as one book that has plus 350. Uh, right now, I think this would be one of those games. Like you said, both teams are in the you know good current form right now, and I can see this being a, kind of a back and forth contest. Uh, the over would scare me just a slight bit at six, especially if it's Jake Allen in that for uh, Montreal. But if it's Carey Price, then uh, you know I wouldn't be shocked to see this one. Like I said, maybe hit that three three mark. But I think we're going to see this tied after regulation. So I'm going to take a shot with that big plus price on uh, the regulation draw. All right, regulation draw for Alex B. Smith with the uh, Canucks and the Habs. Good plus price over plus 300 with that uh, if you are interested uh, in the draw option. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what, do you, what, what, what do you like here with Montreal-Vancouver? Well, I'm kind of like, you know, I was leaning towards the uh, under actually for this one just based on the way Vancouver's been playing. But, I, you know, I'm kind of with you guys there where maybe as the game goes on, it picks up, the pace picks up. and But I, I really do. I like I like Alex's bet a lot because I think this is going to be a great game. And the other thing to keep in mind, guys, with the Vancouver Canucks playing the Montreal Canadiens is the Montreal Canadiens have owned the Vancouver Canucks. Let's let's not forget, during the, the first quarter of the season, you know, that was the only team that Claude Julien could, could figure out how to beat. You know, I mean, like that was the team that when the Montreal Canadiens played them, you knew they were going to win. So – I look at this right now and say, is there a little 
revenge factor going on with Vancouver. They're feeling good about themselves. They got some belief in themselves. Um, so I'm going to do two things on this. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to go with Alex on the draw there. I like to draw a lot. Uh, and I'm going to go under in the first period. Uh, that's going to be, uh, my two official plays on this game. All right. Liking the draw, Jimmy, as well as the under in the first periods, uh, just taking the potential for the game to open up and the goals to fly late in the game, particularly in the third period out of the equation by doing that. So uh, first period under and the draw uh, for Jimmy with the uh, Canucks and the Habs. Uh, Battle of Southern Cali uh, next up. Los Angeles Kings, <laughs> Anaheim Ducks. We've got the uh, Kings minus 125, minus 130 road favorites, total five and a half. Kings lost to Anaheim when they returned home from that road trip where they had just beaten St. Louis, believe yeah. it or not, in back-to-back -back games. And they had that clunker off the road trip that sometimes teams have against Anaheim. They didn't play well. They were not sharp. They lost to Anaheim. I think they get Anaheim back. I know Anaheim snapped that ugly losing streak against Colorado, but let's be honest, very fortunate because they were down trailing much of that game. They tie it late. Ryan Getzlaff turned back, turns back the clock. If I could turn back time, he did uh, on a Saturday night. Uh, the overtime win, uh, overtime game winner uh, to beat the uh, Colorado Avalanche on Saturday. But when's the last time Anaheim strung uh, consecutive wins together? When's the last time they've won two in a row? I can't even remember when. And I'm not banking on Anaheim doing it uh, tonight either, stringing a second straight win uh, together. So uh, I like the Los Angeles side here. I like the resolve they showed. Uh, against St. Louis to battle back the other night uh, against the Blues in the second of those back-to-back -back games in L.A. Uh, I think the Kings ride that momentum here. I, I still have them in my power ratings, at least, as the better team. Uh, I've, I've got them ranked higher than Anaheim for sure. Anaheim's right with your Detroits and your Buffaloes, uh, as right with those teams in terms of the bottom feeders in the NHL. See, I've got L.A. a little higher than that. I think the price is cheap. The price is reasonable. I'm on the L.A. Kings here, minus 125. Uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Kings versus Ducks. Yeah, I like the first period over here in this. You can get it uh, from either landing $1.05 to, to getting $1.05 if you shop around uh, with one and a half goals. This is the Anaheim team that we don't normally think of as a lower scoring, slow plotting kind of a team, but uh, they've cashed six of the last 10 in the first period over. And this is a, a LA team that we know their offense can flash at times as well. So uh, he said, you know, the, the two rivals, they really kind of get after one another. I could see where there would be some goals early. Uh, also might even take a shot with a draw potentially here. Uh, L.A. has gone to overtime in three of their last four games. So, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked to see this one score early and then taper off late and stay kind of close and possibly go into overtime. But I, I'm officially on the first period over here. All right, first period over, one and a half in uh, for Alex B. Smith with the L.A. Kings and the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Jimmy, how do you see this one playing out, L.A. Anaheim? You know what, guys, I was just as we're talking, you guys were analyzing this game. I'm just thinking back. I mean, gosh, seems like yesterday that these two teams, I mean, this was one of the best rivalries in hockey for so long, you know, for a good five-year stretch there, especially when the Kings were winning their Cups. Uh, the Ducks just couldn't sort of get over the hump. But, I mean, it was always a great, great rivalry. And, you know, maybe we start to see that again as these teams, young players start to develop. To develop. Uh, we'll see what happens. But as for tonight, I like the Ducks. I, I, I like the Ducks in this one. Uh, I think Gibson uh, steals the show here. So give me the Ducks uh, on the money line. All right. Like an Anaheim here at plus 105 in that range, plus 105 to plus 110. Uh, you can get with the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, again, you got two teams that snap losing streaks. You know, the Kings 
that ended a four-game losing streak for them, beating St. Louis the other night. Anaheim snapped there. What was it? Eight-game losing streak they had uh, going into that game against Colorado. So uh, both teams snapping losing streaks. Uh, we'll see who can keep the uh, momentum going tonight uh, and get a victory in this one uh, between the Kings and the Ducks. Final game uh, of the Monday card now, St. Louis taking on San Jose. we got the Blues in that minus 150 road favorite range. Uh, the total six, uh, pretty much even money here in this one. Of course, we remember, how could you not remember it? Uh, the last time these two teams faced off was just last Saturday in San Jose, and it was the shootout at the OK Corral in San Jose at the tank <laughs> last Saturday night. Uh, seven to six, crazy hockey game. Uh, neither team could keep a lead. Jordan Bennington, that's the game. He had his little hissy fit and his little temper tantrum on the ice, uh, you know, whacking guys in the chops with his goal stick and then almost fighting Dubnik. And I think, well, I thought we were going to get that same matchup because I know Devin Dubnik was confirmed as the goaltender tonight for the San Jose Sharks, but I'm starting to see that it could be Vili Husso, believe it or not, in between uh, the pipes here tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So again, we'll have to uh, double check on that closer to puck drop, but uh, definitely kind of surprising uh, that they wouldn't give Bennington a, a shot here if that's indeed the case uh, going into this game tonight. Uh, yeah, it is. It's Huso confirmed. Huso with a not very good numbers, 3.55 goals against average, 8.87 save percentage, and uh, pretty much the same kind of poor numbers for Devin Dubnik. They're one and seven. The San Jose Sharks with Devin Dubnik in net this year. 3.49 goals against average, 890 save percentage. So it is Billy Huso. I thought that's kind of surprising that Barube has gone in this direction, thinking that they'd give uh, Jordan Bennington a chance at redemption, you know, because the last time he was in this building, it was obviously a rough night for him, but obviously not the case. I love the way the Blues are playing offensively. Remember, they couldn't score and they got shut down by LA at home, and then they go on the road here and they now are filling up the net with ease every single night. You're seeing Zach Sanford, Braden Shen, Jordan Cairo step up offensively, O'Reilly. Uh, all of a sudden, they've got everybody going for them uh, at the offensive end for this Blues team. Uh, they've scored four-plus goals in the majority of their recent games. How do you not expect them to find four-plus goals tonight against San Jose? They just yield goals in bunches. That's what they've done all season long. They give up four goals or more in both losses to Vegas uh, over the weekend. Dubnik's been brutal. He's been absolutely atrocious, but I don't have a lot of faith in, uh, I don't have as much faith in Huso with his numbers either. And the one thing that we've always said on this show repeatedly about San Jose is defense is their problem, not so much offense. Uh, they can score goals and they have with LeBanc and, and Dylan Gambrell has stepped up lately and Logan Couture and Timo Meyer. Uh, it has been a team that's been able to find Evander Kane, of course. Uh, this is a team that's been able to score goals. It's been keeping out the puck that has been their problem this season. I like the over in this game. It was a game that I easily cashed a best bet with the over in the last meeting with these two teams last Saturday. I don't think we'll get 7-6 again. I'm not expecting that. But can we get at least seven goals between them? I think we can with two very suspect goaltenders. Uh, I like this game over the total. And I, do, I did bet St. Louis in regulation uh, as well at around even money. But I'll be honest, I'm not as high on that with the Huso announcement. But nevertheless, I still think they've got the abilities to win this game. San Jose is just not playing well. So I like Blues in regulation. Probably a little bit stronger opinion for me on the over uh, in this matchup. Alex, what about you? Blues versus Sharks. Yeah, I like both of those sides, but I'm, I'm already on Blues regulation as well. Uh, that's what the official play I have for this game. Like you said, I, this is a Blues team. Ever since uh, that back and forth win in, in San Jose, 
you know, we've seen them really just like you said, get you know amped up. Um, and especially on offense, where this San Jose team, yeah, their offense doesn't really struggle. You know, consider you know it, more often than not they'll find ways to score. But to have uh, you know been shut out twice in the last three games, you know that causes a, a bit of concern too. So maybe you know knowing how high scoring this game was, these two teams would try to want to play a lower scoring affair. Uh, you know that that would remain to be seen. But I like enough with St. Louis here to keep their winning streak going, uh, back them with a win in regulation. All right, the uh, regulation price is right around even money, by the way, uh, on St. Louis to win this game in 60 minutes. Uh, Jimmy, what are your thoughts here, St. Louis-San Jose? Give me that over. Let's see a repeat of the last time. I mean, I, I like I like the goals coming in this game. I, if I was going to go on the side, I would definitely lean towards St. Louis. Uh, but for now, I'll just do the over. All right, liking the over as well, 6 minus 110, uh, St. San Jose and St. Louis for uh, Jimmy Murphy. And, yeah. I don't know if I'll have an easier winner on an Ice Guys show best bet as that St. Louis San Jose over five and a half last Saturday. I mean, geez, I mean, seven to six. And I think that game flew over the total by very early in the second period. We just didn't have to sweat that one very much. I think we'll probably do a little bit more sweating tonight with it, but I still expect uh, this game to feature goals both ways uh, in this matchup. And we should say, too, I mean, you know, look, I, we were all critical of uh, Jordan Bennington with that hissy fit, like you said. And I, 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 I still don't like it. But there's an argument to be made. Look at what they've done since then. I mean, was it calculated? Was he trying to say to his team, like, guys, wake the hell up here? Like, you know, and maybe that in that moment, that was his way of doing it. That's how he figured it would ignite them. And, and it has. I mean, so. I, you know, I, I always say I'll eat crow when I should. And for right now, I'm tasting a little crow there when it comes to Jordan Bennington because, Bennington because since then, they've played better. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, yeah, Sharks team total over two and a half. Someone suggesting that in the chat. Yeah, I wouldn't think I wouldn't say, no, it's a terrible opinion. It's got a chance, no. especially with Huso in net. And I, and I like the idea of teams off a shutout loss like uh, San Jose had against Vegas. Although, again, Vegas, a much superior defensive team and, and a, you know, goaltending from flurry where he's been excellent this year. So I do think San Jose will have a b- better night offensively, put it this way that I don't think they're getting shut out again. And, and there's at least a puncher's chance they could get three goals here in this game, mm-hmm. especially with the confirmation of Huso being in net. And it is toward the end of this road trip for St. Louis. So you worry about the, that fatigue creeping into their game a little bit uh, as this road trip continues. All right. Great stuff, guys. Great a- analysis and discussion. Uh, looking back on the weekend, breaking down the Monday uh, NHL card. We'll get to best bets in just a second. Uh, but before we do, though, uh, we got to take care of a little business. A remind everybody out there watching and listening to the Ice Guys show to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. And with that, you'll get a deposit bonus. You'll get weekly specials, uh, incentives, bet boosts. There are a ton of perks, incentives you get. By downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, signing up for an account with DraftKings on the app, and using the promo code THPN. Make sure you get on that if you haven't already. Uh, For those of you that are watching us live on YouTube, uh, over 100 live viewers for today's show. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. The, The turnout and the reception has been fantastic. The kind words and appreciative comments. I, I can't get to them all, whether they're on Twitter, whether they're on the YouTube comments section. But I try to get on there and read them when I can. Well, we all do, and we're all very thankful for that uh, you're enjoying the show and, and tuning in on a daily basis. The only NHL betting show seven days a week uh, breaking down 
uh, every single NHL game uh, from a betting perspective. Uh, Australia's with us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, fantastic. Uh, the land down under. Men at work. Hey, mate. Remember, favorite <laughs> Men at work. I'm telling you. That, I loved so much of their hits from back in the day. Uh, and uh, thank you. Well, we really do appreciate it. Wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, if you're listening to us uh, via the podcast right now. And that, again, reminds me to let all of you know that if you can't watch us live on YouTube, 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday, or noon Eastern on Saturday and Sunday, to download the show in audio podcast form, and you can take the Ice Guys on the go wherever you may be. You may get sick of us at some point. We hope not, but hey, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. You can take the Ice Guys on the go uh, wherever you may be. All right, and where we are now is best bet time. For this Monday edition, Alex, best bet. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go right down the street here with the Minnesota Wild uh, plus 105, or you can find it even money. Uh, like I said, if you shop around, I think, uh, especially with the Vegas team, if they're going to be without Stone uh, and uh, and Petrangelo, it's going to really be uh, you know a big hold against them. But I think this Wild team, even if those two guys play, this Wild team still has enough firepower uh, to hang around and get a victory here at home tonight. And, uh, Kapo Kakinen the net. He's been playing very well. So uh, I like Minnesota here on the money line is my best bet. All right, Minnesota, uh, plus 100, plus 105 in that range. Slight home underdog price on the money line for him. Minnesota for Alex B. Smith's best bet. Jimmy Murphy, what do you got for best bet? Well, before I get to that, i just say to that, uh, that guy from Australia there, James McGinnis, you know, may, maybe we could go down to Australia and, uh, and do a show there since they figured COVID out. And maybe he could give some advice to all of us here in North America and tell our government to get their shit together. But uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, you know what? I'm with Alex on this. I love that. I love the wild tonight. I, I just, you know, I, I've seen it so many times with teams when they know when they let one slip away, they know they were right there. Uh, I, I think they come back and they, they really, I think they might take it to them tonight. I really, I, I smell a big win for the wild. All right. Minnesota as well. So a double up on the best bet, Jimmy and Alex, both like in Minnesota. Uh, at plus 100, plus 105 is their best bet for tonight. Mine will not be Minnesota. It won't be that game, actually. It'll be the Los Angeles Kings, minus 125 against the Anaheim Ducks. Cheap price. Anaheim, I dare them to win two games in a row. I don't think they can. Uh, L.A., uh, to me, the slightly better team. The price is reasonable. L.A. Kings, minus 125 against Anaheim. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Monday edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone uh, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, and again, if you can't watch the show live, download the audio podcast version of the Ice Guys. For Alex B. Smith, for Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.